Hi, welcome to the City View Phoenix podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. So, you know, there are a lot of scary firsts in life. Your first date, your first kiss, your first job, the first day on the job, the first time jumping out of an airplane, the first time pruning my wife's ficus tree. You know, and there are some firsts that when you do it, it's super scary. And I remember the, the pressure of, of having to get my shares out and knowing I've got to cut a tree that my wife loves so much, but the last thing I want to do is cut too much or to cut too little, and I want it to be exactly as she wants it. And so I, I, I didn't know what I was doing because I'm not a plant guy. I don't know plants. I, I, can, I know you water them. I know they need a certain amount of water. I know some tr- trees and plants need a certain amount of sun. Some don't like the sun. Some want to be inside. We have a fiddly fig that is super fiddle. It doesn't like too much wind. It likes a perfect amount of sun. So it sits in this corner of our house so it doesn't get inside, so it doesn't get too much air conditioning. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you are needy. So what did I do? I watched a YouTube video. And I learned that you, you got to cut those branches pretty right. Because if you cut them and, and they break off and you don't get a good clean cut, that, that hurts the tree. If you cut too much, that's not good for the tree. But when you don't cut enough, that's also not good for the tree. So I'm learning and I'm watching this YouTube video learning how to cut. And so I, I've learned more about pruning my tree. And, and so this week I actually pruned it. So here's my tree early this week. And then um, one, of, one of the members here said, hey, I actually saw you doing that. And I saw a guy taking a picture of his tree. And she's like, what kind of weirdo are you? And it's me right here. So that was my tree Sunday all week. And then here's my tree now. My kids go, Dad, it's grown so much. I said, no, it, <laughs> it didn't grow. That's just pruned. Helping it know, I want you to grow up, not just out. So this week, as, as we look at our purpose, we're going to be looking at pruning and the importance of cutting things sometimes that, so that we can become more of who God wants us to be and who God's calling us to be. And here's the thing about pruning. God loves you, so he's going to prune you. And since God loves us, he prunes us. This week, I sat down with a good friend of mine named Trace, and we talked about pruning and how God has had to do some things in in his own business so that he can better fulfill the purpose that God has called him to. So why don't we watch the screen, and and we're going to watch the the short interview I have. Hey everyone, I want to introduce you to my friend Trace. So we, my wife and I, we met Trace um, through uh, a, a friend, um, uh, one of my sons, Joel. Um, he was needing just some speech help with speech therapy, and um, Joel sat in a, a group session. Um, and Laramie really, Joel really liked Trace, and we really liked um, what he was able to do. So we reached out to him for our services, and over the past two years. Um, Trace and I, it wasn't just Trace with our son Joel, but Trace and I have become friends, and um, and so I think he's got a lot to share as we're in this series called The Purpose. So Trace, I, 
I want to um, just talk to you as, as you share with the church today. Um, what do you see as your purpose? And how, how did you, let, before we get there, what do you do and how did you get to, to where you are today? So I'm a speech language pathologist and owner of Therapy Builders with my wife, Carly. And, um, you know, we provide in-home speech therapy as well as now occupational therapy and physical therapy services for, for children in need. So um, we're a pediatric company and um, this will be going on our third year now. And so we started, it was kind of an interesting, I, we actually met in college uh, going to school yeah. together for speech pathology. And um, I originally went to school to play football. I didn't really kind of have an idea of what I wanted to do. And I thought I wanted to do something and they didn't have that major at that school. So I went back to the drawing board and um, my mother is actually a speech you know, therapist, a speech language pathologist. And she said, well, why don't you try speech therapy? That's what I do. And I said, well, I, I've, I've never known what you do. Yeah. So she said, come shadow me. So I went and shadowed her and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it looked like she was playing games and playing with kids all day. So I'm like, hey, I can do this. And um, the rest is history. So um, fast forwarding, um, we relocated to Arizona because my wife's from Canada and her family has a um, some ties here. So we relocated here, fresh start. I was tired of the snow from Minnesota originally. She's from Canada. And then um, I worked in the schools and I also did some home health. Um, and I realized there was such a huge need that, um, you know, there needs to be more yeah. home health agencies. So I said, well, I don't know how this is going to look, but let's try and start our own thing. And so um, that was, that idea was probably five years ago. Okay. And now um, we're finally starting to see the fruit of it. Okay, great. So you started wanting to play football. Yep. And then you're in school going, but, and you were telling me you wanted to do graphics design, but the school didn't have that. Right. So what about speech therapy made you want to do that? Um, so I have, I've always had, um, a passion for, for working with kids. Um, I was a babysitter. Um, I was a manny in college. So I don't think I've um, ever heard that word. Yeah, I, I, I made it up and then it came, or, you know, I thought of it and then, um, I've heard it in uh, modern family. They use that term and I was like, Hey, that's my term. But, um, you know, it's a glorified manny. And then, um, you know, I find, I, I've always had a passion for, for helping others and, and seeing them succeed in life. So I actually thought, Hey, maybe I'm going to be a coach. My father's actually a college football coach. Okay. So, um, I kind of had both my parents, um, you know, their purposes yeah. and kind of took and molded what I thought was mine. And it ended up, it started with football and then it transitioned into speech therapy. So it went from my father's passion to my mother's passion. And now, um, it's my purpose. We found value not only in you helping our son, but also being like almost like a mentor to him because it was speech is is one avenue, but there's so much to a a per a young person that's that's changing their life. So I, I see your purpose as a business, but for you at the core, what is it that makes you do and wake up every morning to do what you do? What is, at the end of the day, what is it like? I'm doing this. Um, that's a great question. I love just impacting lives and making a difference and seeing that difference, whether it's speech related or, um, you know, another sector of life. So I, I love 
um, being able to see that transformation yeah. and knowing that at the end of the day, I had maybe a little bit of impact to help spark that, mm. that transition. Last week, everybody met Rob Street. Um, Love Rob. Now tell me, so you and Rob now have a relationship. Tell me how Rob is able to help you um, to even fulfill more of your purpose. Um, so Rob is, I've met, I met Rob through um, Jeremiah actually. I remember um, we went for coffee and mm-hmm. one of the questions you asked me is, um, you know, what's your purpose? And I said, I don't know. And you said, well, why not? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then you said, hey, you need to meet my friend Rob. And so um, I connected with Rob and Rob's just a great guy to just grab a coffee with and just, you know, talk to. Yeah. And he was able to just implant, um, you know, some ideas in my mind. One of them that was really great was, do you want to be comfortable or do you want to grow? Yeah. And Oh, that's good. Do you want to be comfortable or do you yeah, want to grow? That shook me. I was like, and now the word comfort or being comfortable is like, it's like mediocre to me. It's like, it's, I'm uncomfortable when I hear the word comfortable. I never want to be comfortable in, you know, in my personal life, I kind of have the five pillars of, of, of what I stand for and it's faith, um, family, finances, fitness, and then friendships or mentorships. And you can kind of change those however you want. But if I'm, if I'm comfortable, um, in any one of those, you know, foundational pillars, um, something's off and, Mm. and Rob kind of really brought that out in, in me. So I know in, in your meetings with Rob, um, one of the things that he talked about, uh, being comfortable and that, or do you want to grow? And so you want to grow. You want your business to reach and to make differences in, in many lives instead of just, because you can only impact a few. You only have a limited amount of time. You have three kids, correct? Yes. And you have a wife. You have two yes. boys and you have a daughter. Yeah, four, six, and eight. So, so they're, they take a lot of your time. So you know that you can only impact so many lives outside of your own family. So today, in today's sermon, I'm talking about pruning and how sometimes we have to cut good things so that we can do other things better. So how has what Rob has opened up to you, what are some things that you've had to prune? And I already know you've had to, like, we pruned us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? My son, Joel, loves Trace, but now Trace pruned us something good. So this is the last time Trace and I will ever talk. Uh, just kidding. But so tell me about that whole process and, and how you evaluated it. And and I've got more questions regarding that. So the it wasn't a diff, it wasn't a matter of what to do. It was how to do it, because like you said, we've established those relationships mm-hmm. and those bonds. So it was kind of like tearing a bandaid. You don't want to do it, but you know you have to do it. And, um, you know, one of my mentors said to me once, you know what you have to do? Just do it. And that is uncomfortable because you're right. At the end of the day, you know what you have to do. It, it might, you know, you, you, it might be uncomfortable and painful at first, but it's something that's necessary. This and, why, why is it necessary? Well, because for me personally, it was, I could be mediocre in a few things, or mm. I could be great in, you know, being, um, what I need to be in terms of a leader for our team mm. and also for, you know, the, being the face of the company. Um, I didn't want to be a mediocre therapist. I didn't want to be a mediocre um, business owner and I didn't want to be a mediocre leader. So I'm trying to, instead of being mediocre in a bunch of things, I want to be great in one. And eventually the the idea is for that greatness to be able to spread all those other things and 
level up people yeah. and other therapists to be great because I don't want them to be mediocre either. I want them to be great and I want to be able to give them the tools to be mm -hmm. successful um, in terms of you know, those five pillars essentially. And I couldn't do that if I was juggle, you know, in a juggling act. So what are, for you specifically, what did you have to cut? So I had to, I had to stop my caseload, um, which was very uncomfortable because a lot of these families, like you're very well aware of, we've established those relationships. Um, you know, certain children with disabilities, especially autism, change is very, very difficult for them. So, um, you know, some of the kiddos I've had for five, six years, and it had to be transitioned to another therapist to take on. So um, not only that, but just the, my roles in the company, too. Mm -hmm. I was trying to do everything on my own, and we had to since, you know, hire other staff to help take on those roles so I could mm -hmm. be the very best leader that I could to help our entire team instead of, again, just be there juggling or drowning mm -hmm trying to, to keep push everyone up when, um, you know, that isn't the, the right kind of leadership role that I need to be in. When um, I really, you know, decided to put God at the center instead of having all these other things being taken mm -hmm. over, whether it's, you know, those other pillars, exactly. Yeah. You know, I put faith as the main pillar mm -hmm. and all the other pillars go down next to it. So um, once I really established that and kind of gave it to God, I know as cliche as that is, um, that's what really changed things. And, and also waking up each morning with a fresh mind, whether good or bad yesterday, today's a new day and it's time to, to really get after it. So um, those two mindsets have really, you know, helped move us forward. That's a great choice. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us before we finish up today? Um, well, I just want to thank you for the opportunity. It's, it's been great. And I love um, always talking with you. Um, I would just say, you know, to someone out there who, you know, maybe is struggling with even just their purpose in yeah. life is to really just sit down, find your core values, make a list, and then from that kind of make your own mission statement. And um, some people are called to be leaders. Some people are called to help, you know, assist leaders. Um, some are called to be business owners and, and some are called into the workforce. But um, I would align what your work is to your purpose mm -hmm. and, you know, at the center of your purpose, it should be your faith and that will help be the beacon or guide you along the, the path of life. Because like you said last week, there's, there's storms, there's storms that are going to hit. Um, and if you can take two steps forward and one step back, cause you're always going to be taking a step back, um, that will help traject you into, you know, where you need to be, but it has to be, the faith has to be the center. Wow. Thank you so much, Trace. I appreciate your time today. Um, and let's continue. So that was, uh, that's part of the conversation I had with Trace, and we're going to post the rest of it this week. Um, but let's, let me pray, and then we'll get started. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. And God, is, I know many of us, we have things in our lives that as, it's, there's going to be some touchy things that are talked about today, some maybe uncomfortable moments. But Lord, I pray that in those uncomfortable moments, we will see that you desire the greatest growth in our lives. So Lord, move in our hearts, move in our lives. Help us to hear from you and see what you have for us. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. Well, good morning. My name is Jeremiah. I'm the pastor here at City View Church. I just want to say welcome to City View. If you're joining us online, welcome to you as well. Um, we are in part two of our series, Your Purpose. And, and I was talking to somebody after service last week, and he said, Jer or not last week, this morning, he said, Jeremiah, this just is uncomfortable because I don't know. 
I don't know what my purpose is. And that's okay. That's a good, that's an okay seat to sit in. Um, but I ask you that as we continue over the next few weeks looking at this, to ask questions, to come and find myself or, or one of the other pastors here, and just ask questions about, hey, can you help me process what this looks like? Come and talk to my wife. Come to the IF gathering. Um, because we want to help you think through those things. Because I think we can over-spiritualize something that really doesn't have to be too hard. Um, I was talking to one guy, and I said, you know, what if, what if your purpose, I go, you're a mechanic, you like to work on things. Your purpose could be as easily as, I, I'm called to fix things. And that's what God does. He, he, now, God, our big purpose is to glorify God and please Him with our lives. But, but some of our day-to-day, it could be as easy as, I, I just like to fix stuff and make things work and help people in that way. Trace, his purpose, he loves to make a difference in people's lives. Does he have to be a speech pathologist to do that? No. It's fulfilling that purpose. He loves to, to make a difference in people's lives. He could do that as a football, he could have a job of, of a, a mechanic, and he could do that as a football coach on his son's football team, making a difference in somebody's life. It, it doesn't have to be in making things beautiful. You could be a florist at a, at a flower shop. Making, I, might, I love to make things beautiful. You could do that in so many places. So I think we make it too difficult. But here's the one thing that, that Trace said that I'm going to use throughout my sermon, is you can either be comfortable or you can grow. And I think so many of us, we miss out on growth because we're comfortable. Because we don't want to get out of our comfort zone. We want to stay in that spot that we're at. So today we're going to look at three things, three reasons why God prunes us. We're going to look at John chapter 15. That's going to be our base um, verse for today. So let's look at John 15 verse 1. Jesus says this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser, meaning gardener. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me... And I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Last week, what we talked about was, if you're not planted, you will die. And I, I, my wife has, had this, has this ficus tree that, that I showed you just now. And that started in a pot, and it started to die. And I asked this planter guy, and I said, I said hey, this can't die. This is my wife's, it's like a prized possession for her. And he, he told me, he said, Jeremiah, if you don't plant it, it's going to die. If you don't get that tree in the ground and allow it to, allow its roots to do what they need to do, if you don't do that, it will die. And that's the same with our lives. We can be comfortable in a pot, but in the end, we won't live. We'll die. We'll never prosper. And so Jesus here, he says, he uses this term abide, or some translations say remain. He says, remain in me, and that's where you're going to find life. Remain in me. Abide in me. It's, it's this need of the branch needing to be attached to the tree. And Jesus says, abide in me. This word abide or remain means to cling to, to stick fast to, to, to live the life as close as possible, to get nearer and nearer. It means to cast all your weight and to never let go. That's the idea when Jesus says, remain in me, 
be planted. And if we don't remain, if we become detached, then we die. Because we will not be getting the nutrients and everything we need. And I wonder how many of us are living life detached and not plugged in. I wonder how many of us are trying to live lives isolated and alone like my wife talked about. And I'm sure many of you, you have friends, you have family, you have people that have been, so, they've been isolated from since last year. And, and I know some of you, you have, and you've had to do that, and you've, you've, you've isolated, and it, it, it does something to your soul, doesn't it? When you don't see family, you don't see friends, you don't see, you're not part of the, your church family, and there's something that happens to your soul that little by little, you start to die. Because we were not created to live alone. We were created to be together. We are created for community. Even God was not created. He, God had God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We see community even in God. And so Jesus says, abide in me. Because the closer you remain to Jesus, the clearer your purpose becomes. The more you spend time with him, the more you see those passions that he's put inside you. And all of us have different passions. I have a friend over here who loves to see schools prosper, loves to see Christian schools do great things, whether it's elementary, junior high, high school, or college age. That's a passion of his, and God loves us, and he loves to see people learn. That's a passion. That's a, that's a purpose that helps him know. If somebody says, hey, do you want to work this job? And he says, is that going to help me get to where I'm going to go? No. So it's going to allow us, when we know where we're going, when we know what we love, it helps us make those decisions in the future. But you see, pruning is not always comfortable. Pruning is, though, it's part of the process of our life. Jesus says in verse 2, he says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, which doesn't make sense. Every branch that bears fruit, he says, he prunes, he cuts, so that it might bear more fruit. You see, Jesus, he's speaking to his disciples, and he wants to see them grow. He, he wants to see them become who, who he knows they can be. And, and that's my heart for each and every one of you in this room. Because I know that God has something for you. And, and, and many of us, we just are, we're living so comfortable that we're not making those steps to become who God wants us to be. We're allowing distractions. We're allowing things to keep us from, from becoming those people. And it's not like, I think we can confuse it so much with, well, does it mean I have to be on a stage? No. It can, your purpose can be accomplished right where you are. It's a matter of whether or not you're living for the Lord and remaining and clinging to Him or not. Your purpose might be, I'm going to be the best electrician I possibly can be. That might be. I'm going to be the best administrative assistant that I can be. That might be what God, God just wants you to, to do your best in the place that you are. And so Jesus, he's speaking to his disciples in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 5. He says, I am the vine, you are, and my Father is the vine. He's the vine dresser, he's the gardener. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he's going to take away. And every branch that bears fruit, he's going to prune so that it might bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. And there's so much in this passage. I would love to go so, so much more into it, but I'm not going to because I'm going to stay focused on the pruning side of it. Jesus says, abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. Jesus says, if you want to see more purpose, if you want to see fruit, 
but you're detached from me, I can't do anything. Because you're not receiving the life and the nutrients that you need. Verse 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in you, he said he's going to bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. For us to grow, pruning is part of the process. And since God loves us, he's going to prune us. So why is pruning so important? Why is it so key? I'm going to give you three reasons. There's so many. I'm just going to narrow it down to three. The first reason I want to look at is God prunes so that we will produce, so that you will produce more fruit. That, that's the goal, that you would produce more fruit in your life. That there would be more things growing in you and you becoming more of who God is calling you to be. Remember, you can either be comfortable or you can grow. You can't have both. And for many of us, we've been so comfortable and we haven't seen growth, we haven't seen fruit because we haven't taken those steps of being uncomfortable yet. My wife, for her to come up here on stage, I can't even tell you how uncomfortable that is for her. She hates crowds. She hates speaking. Even for her just sharing to me this morning when she's sitting there, she goes, I think I'm supposed to talk on stage this morning. And I'm like, all right, it's going to be good. Anytime she's going to talk, I know it's going to be good. Like She's going to drop gold. Um, and I just, I, I, I love it. But it's uncomfortable. But the more she does things that make her uncomfortable, the more God can grow in her. And each of us have those things that make us uncomfortable in life. It could be engaging more with our kids. Some of us are like, I'd rather just come home and sit and just sit on the couch and watch TV. Some of you are like, I don't even have kids. Just hang with me for just a second. It might be doing that. Some of you, it might be uncomfortable. It might be talking to that coworker at work when, they tell, when they're telling you how their life is struggling. And you can tell them how yours, why yours was and is better now. It's uncomfortable when we start talking and engaging in conversation to go a little deeper than, yeah, I had a good weekend. Once you get into, so why was your weekend so good? Or why was your weekend so bad? And let me tell you why my weekend wasn't or why my weekend was. You see, here's how fruit is evident in our lives. It's, it's seen in your actions. It's seen in your words. All of a sudden, you know, when you start remaining closer to the vine and remain, remaining closer to Jesus, who do you start becoming more like? You start becoming more like the vine. You start producing the fruit of the vine. You start producing the fruit of the tree that you're attached to. When you remain closer, you start looking more like it. So all of a sudden, your words are going to start sounding more like Jesus. You're not going to be like, oh, does that mean I'm going to say, oh, thee and thou? No, Jesus didn't talk like that. Jesus was normal. He was a normal dude. He seriously was. He just hung out with his friends, and he made them do crazy things. That's what he did. He, but he was, always pre, he was always pushing them out of their comfort zone, if you look at Jesus. He never was like, hey, guys, let's, oh, you got to feed 5,000. Guys, why don't you sit down, relax, I'm going to take care of it. No, he said, you go do it. Jesus always pushing people because that allowed growth. So that when days got harder and Jesus was gone, they weren't wondering, what are we supposed to do? They had seen Jesus move, and they knew he hadn't left them because he made a promise. So we see this evidence of, of growth in our life, in words, in our finances. You see, when we allow God to start working in us and he start pruning bad things so that good things can come, we, we start growing that fruit of finances and, and allowing, seeing God do great things. One thing for my wife and I, so we were looking at our life and evaluating things we needed to prune. 
And I know not everybody can do this. But one thing we decided is my wife was going to quit her job. job. And that was a big thing. She's a dental hygienist. You know, she went to school for that. And so it was a big step for us to, to do that. But we knew she wanted to be able to spend more time with the ladies here at City View. And she wanted to spend more time with homeschooling our kids. That was more important to her. And so as her WT came in, because we, we, I just didn't pay attention to her, her paycheck. I didn't realize how much money she made. And then I was like, oh. then I did our budget. And I, I, so I'm looking at our budget, and I'm like, okay, well, we can, we can stay in the black. We can't eat at Popeye's, so we had to prune things. So that means we can't eat at Popeye's every Sunday on our way home. That got pruned. Honey, we got a plan for meals. That means I'm eating, I, I take my, my, my lunch to work every day because we had to prune things. I told my kids, I said, okay, we're going to finish this season of this TV show that you like, and then we're pruning Netflix. Let me tell you, the moment I said we're pruning Netflix, it was like somebody died. No! But I'm, I, for us to do, because here's what I didn't want to prune. I didn't want to prune my tithes to the Lord. I didn't want to prune that. So you want to know what I actually did? I didn't drop it back. Okay, well, now it's only on one person's salary. So, okay, God, I'm going to go down. What's 10% of my salary? I said, God, I'm going to trust you in this. And I'm actually going to keep it the same, but I'm going to bump it a percent. Now, it wasn't just 1%. It, because we didn't cut it, we're up at like 14% now. And I'm like, oh, God. But I could either pay for Netflix or I can say, God, what are you going to do? And it's uncomfortable. That means my kids, when they want to go and, and do something, like right now my son wants to fix up his mountain bike. I'm like, Judy, you got to wait till my next paycheck. I don't, I don't have any more money right now. we got to eat. You eat a lot of food. My kids, my boys eat and eat. They will, we'll feed them a meal. And then they want snacks afterwards. And I'm like, just eat bread. Just eat bread, please. Stop. But you see, God prunes so that we can produce more fruit. God prunes, the second point is God prunes to remove what is infected and sick. So are there things maybe in your life that are hindering your growth? That God wants to cut so that you can grow more? Are there things in your life that God says, I really want to bless you, but that branch is killing you? Maybe it's, it's, it's a drinking problem. Maybe it's, a, it's some kind of addiction problem on, online. Maybe, maybe it, it's you're too busy. You're just busy, 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 and you never have time to pause for your own soul, and you have this infected branch. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe you're, in a, you're dating somebody, and it's a, it's a bad relationship. Maybe it's, it's friends in your life, and God says, I need that cut but I'm not going to cut it for you. Here's the shears. Cut it. And you know that to get rid of that, and, and that, that you know if you got rid of that, it's going to hurt, but, you, but here's the thing. It might hurt for a moment, but the growth will be so much better for you. And there are branches on my tree that I had to cut, and I know it probably hurt the tree because those trees bleed. That sticky, white, nasty stuff. But you see, I pruned my tree before, and you know what it does? It grows up. 
So God, he wants to prune you because he wants good things for you. God prunes you because there's no, he knows that there are some branches on you that are sick and dying. And the third point I want to look at is this. God prunes to remove hindrances so that we, so that you can stay focused. You see, if you look at my tree, Gail, will you show the first picture of my tree? So if you look at that tree, I mean, it's green, right? Even those lower branches at the bottom, those are green and they look great and there's nothing wrong with them. But on every tree, there are these branches called sucker branches. And you know what they do? They're sucking the life out of the tree. And they're keeping it from becoming more and more of what it can be. I could let it grow and it would become this ugly bush of a ficus tree. It's the last thing my wife wants. She wants it to be tall and strong and handsome like me. I wish I was skinny like that. I wish I could just cut things. But it's not that easy. I could say I'm, I, it what it is. I just got to cut ice cream, Cheez-Its, fourths, not just seconds of servings, you know. But you see, God prunes us to remove hindrances so that we can be focused. And what am I telling my tree? I want my tree to grow up. So, are there branches in your life? And I got to be careful with what I cut on this thing right now because it's young. But are there branches in your life that God's saying, Can I have that? Because you might say, But it's a good branch. And God might say, Yeah, but I have something better for you. Because we can fill our lives full of busy things. And Trace said in that video, he says, I don't want to be mediocre in a few. I want to be great. He said one, but I know like he means like a great leader, a great dad. And he realized that in his life, he was mediocre in a whole bunch of things. He's like, that's not what I want. I don't want to be mediocre. I think so many of us were living this mediocre life because we're so spread thin. And God says, I don't want a mediocre life. He says, I want you to not just bear fruit, but bear much fruit. So what is it that you need to cut? What is it that God says, can I have that branch in your life? Because I have more for you. And tree, I'm not going to cut any more off of you. But what is it for you? You might need to take some time and think this week. You might need to reach out to someone who's a little farther along than you. Like I connected Trace with Rob. You, you might need to, you might want to come up and talk to me. I can, if, if you're like, Jeremiah, you are younger than me. I can introduce you to Chapin over here. Chapin's a pastor here. And um, he would be more than willing. He's, he and I have sat down and he's got great wisdom. And you might, I don't know, I, I can introduce you to my wife. There's other ladies. If you're like, I just need somebody to talk to to maybe think, let me connect you. Life is not meant to live alone. Life is meant to be together. And one of the things Trace talks about, which we didn't hear because I cut that part, is he talks about the importance of having other people, mentors in your life. Sometimes it just takes somebody going, so what do you think I need to cut? And they go, well, what do you, and the, here's what a good coach will always do. And they say, 
what do you think? And you already know. And you're just like, my kids, yep, you're right. You might need to sit down and ask Jesus and be quiet. And that can be uncomfortable sometimes. Because sometimes the reason why you don't want to sit down and quiet with Jesus, you want to sort of read your Bible plan and be done, is because you don't want to hear what he has to say. So when Jesus prunes, he prunes so that you can bear much fruit. He is pruning dead and sick things away. And he is pruning you to give you focus and direction in your purpose. So you can either be comfortable or you can grow. But you can't have both. I'll tell you this. I don't want to be comfortable. I want to grow. And so I know there are things that God is cutting out of me. And I may not like it, but let me tell you, I've been walking this walk with Jesus quite a while now. And I may not like the things I, he has me cut. But he never cuts something that I need. Never. And he always gives me his love. Because he prunes those that he loves. Lord, thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for taking time and being patient with us. Thank you, God, that you have a plan for our lives. And God, I ask that you would help each and every one of us grow to become the godly men and women that you are calling us to be. So Lord, if there's some things that you want to cut out of our lives, God, I pray that we would be free and give those to you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. For more information, check out our website at cityviewphx.com or download the CityView app on the App Store.